was my microphone. Welcome to go to therapy. <laughs> this is my life, guys. Welcome. So happy to have you here. <laughs> I hope nobody was listening to that on full volume. Welcome back to another episode. I need to get my shit together today. If that wasn't any indication that we're running on fumes, I don't know what is. I literally just found out that I either have an infected slash impacted wisdom tooth or TMJ. Don't know which one it is, but more to come on that. And I cannot even begin to describe the amount of pain that is happening on the left side of my face. I feel like a different person. I either want to punch somebody in the face or be punched in the face, and I can't tell which one it is. But we're here. We're going to talk about therapy because Lord knows I need it <laughs> with this experience going on. And I think all of us can use a little bit of therapy. So let's dive right into A Beginner's Guide to Therapy. I'm so happy to be on this journey with you. Insert trigger warning here because we are going to be talking about some names of mental health disorders. So just in case that is going to affect anybody, I want to make sure that there's a full disclaimer right up at the top of the episode. And I also want to put in a disclaimer that I am in no way, shape, or form a therapist or a mental health professional. The only cred that I have is my last decade being in and out of therapy and some college classes that I took on psychology and just my sheer fascination about this, this mind thing that we have going on. So take everything that I say with a grain of salt and I encourage everybody always do your own research, make your own decisions. I empower you and empower your goddamn self. Let's get into it. So let's talk about some reasons that somebody would go to therapy. So I feel like a lot of people just think that it's for somebody who has some kind of mental health diagnosis, and I don't believe that or think that that's true. So I feel like there's the standard, like somebody deals with depression or anxiety or OCD or some kind of severe trauma in their life or addiction, and therapy is a great avenue for all of those things. But I also think that therapy could be for anybody who's dealing with difficult life situations, for the unknown feelings that we can't describe or put into words, or really just sheer curiosity. I think that a lot of us try to make sense of ourselves and our emotions. I don't think that was a, it wasn't a conversation when we were growing up for a lot of people. And we weren't really provided with the proper tools or resources to be these emotional beings that we just innately are. So I think that therapy can really be for anybody just to provide kind of that North Star and that guidance, just some insight into who we are as human beings. Uncovering the reason why you're going to therapy is a great start because your why is something that can help you figure out the type of therapy that is best for you because there are so many different types of therapy out there. But the two that I'm gonna talk about are psychodynamic therapy and behavioral therapy because those are two that are very common and I think can fall under the umbrella of any reason somebody wants to go to therapy. So psychodynamic therapy is essentially talk therapy. You and a therapist will discuss what's on your mind Anything from casual conversation, current events, your day-to-day, to to diving into your childhood, any trauma that you've experienced in your life, or any repetitive thoughts that you might be having. And I know that this sounds really scary to some people because you're essentially divulging all this information to a stranger. However, 
One, sometimes it's easier to talk to a stranger than it is just talk to somebody that you know. And there's some really cool studies on that. So I encourage everybody to do a quick Google search and read up on it because it's really interesting, the science behind it. But also, you're going to build trust with your therapist. So you're not just going to sit there and talk about all of your past experiences and traumas in your first session. You're going to uncover little bits and pieces as you continue that relationship and as you grow with your therapist. So it's important to just walk in with an open mind, give it some time, and allow them the opportunity to do their job in uncovering information in that conversation that you guys have. The whole point of psychodynamic therapy or talk therapy is for that therapist to help you connect the dots between your unconscious thoughts and your day-to-day actions. So I think this is a great resource to build self-awareness and it also helps you come up with actionable items to solve any problems that you might be having in your life. So psychodynamic therapy is a great resource for anybody who is curious wants to know a little bit more about therapy and what it can do for them, or somebody who's struggling from a mental health disorder. Then there's cognitive behavioral therapy, and I'm sure this is a term that most, if not all of us, have heard before, so what the heck is it? Cognitive behavioral therapy essentially takes psychodynamic therapy a step further by providing actionable approaches to change negative thought processes and behaviors that cause stress. So the way this works is you essentially identify negative thoughts or behaviors with your therapist. Now, sometimes people know what these are right off the bat, and sometimes we're not even aware of our negative thought patterns or things that we might be doing that aren't beneficial to us. Once you're able to identify them, then you can work towards distinguishing between what is fact and what is true in your mind and what is irrational. And I know that we all have that sometimes. We have this thought where we're like, where the heck did that come from? Or this feedback loop in our minds that we can't escape from. So a therapist will help you challenge and reframe that. And then you're also going to set goals to really change that thought process or that behavior. So I think this is especially great for people who do struggle with mental health disorders because it's really easy for us to get stuck in that negative feedback loop, but it can be good for anybody. And what I've noticed is that sometimes therapists have kind of a blended approach, so they might use different types of therapy in order to get you to where you need to be. So it's really important to stress your goals with your therapist so they know exactly what it is that they need to do to get you there. Either one of these types of therapy are a great place to start and then let the therapist do their job. If there is additional therapy that they think that you need that would benefit you even more, then that's what they're there for, to recommend it to you because you don't have to walk into the office with all of the information or all of the answers. It can be so overwhelming sometimes. And another thing that I know is very overwhelming is finding a therapist. And I'm speaking from experience when I say this because when I had to look for a therapist on my own, I was in such a dark place and having to even look online and research therapists and see who accepts my insurance was so mentally taxing for me. And sometimes it's difficult to get into offices and all that stuff. So... I'll give you a couple tips and tricks. First and foremost, if you have a definitive reason why you're going to therapy, such as you're dealing with depression or anxiety or something along those lines, then that really does help narrow down your search. So I think that 
knowing your why is really a good place to start. And then also think about the type of person that you would feel comfortable talking with. So when I was looking for a therapist, I knew for a fact that I would only be comfortable talking to a woman who was around my age range, within 10 years, I would say. And I know that can sound a little shallow, but it's my mental health that we're talking about. Like, I want to feel comfortable when I'm sitting in the office and divulging all of this information to somebody. And we all know that we have a certain type of person that we feel comfortable talking to. And I think that it's really important to take that into consideration when you're looking for a therapist. Then, I would say Google is your biggest resource. Not that that is any news to anybody. Not a hot take. (laughs) But also look to your insurance company because... That will help you a lot instead of calling around to a bunch of different offices and seeing if they take your insurance. If you go through your insurance company, you will know right off the bat that they do. Also, if you do not have insurance, a lot of therapists will work with you in terms of payment plans and things like that. But there are also so many online therapy resources, things like Talkspace or BetterHelp, where it's a much more reasonable option financially, and I believe that some of these do accept insurance as well. So those can also be an option. There are also so many emergency services, and I think that this is a really important resource that a lot of people don't even think about. There are suicide hotlines, there are addiction hotlines, and... I'm going to be honest with you guys, I have called them before, I have chatted with somebody online before, when you are in complete despair, and let's say it's 3 o'clock in the morning, and no therapy office is open, or maybe you don't have a therapist or somebody to talk to, and you need somebody, they're there for you, and there's no shame in that, there's no judgment there, and I think that it is such an amazing resource for those who are really struggling Utilize those emergency services. I know that the suicide hotline, you can dial 988, and I think you can even text it and chat with them, which is sometimes more comfortable, but definitely a good resource to have in your tool belt if you didn't know about them already. Switching gears to when you do find a therapist, I think it's important to understand that you might not find the right therapist for you right off the bat. And I know that that's frustrating to think of. You do all this work into researching and seeing who takes your insurance and then you get into the office and you're just not vibing. It happens. So the first tip I would say is give it time because you don't always vibe right off the bat, but you might. And the second tip I would say is be a little selfish when it comes to your mental health. If you don't see that person being beneficial to you, that's okay, and you have every right to find somebody else who you think you will mesh with a little bit better. And that's really important when it comes to that trust that you build with your therapist. You have to feel comfortable in their office at the end of the day. And another thing I will say is keep in mind that not all professionals are professional We are all people at the end of the day. We all have flaws and faults, and not everybody is meant to be a therapist. I mean, I hate to say it, but some of them aren't that great, and that happens in any profession. So take control of your situation. Know that you don't have to stay with somebody if they are not for you, and find the person who is for you so you can really get the most out of therapy. 
And the last thing that I will talk about is your very first session. So congratulations, you have found a therapist. They accept your insurance. The vibes are high on <laughs> the minute you walk in the office. What the heck do you do from there? I would say a good place to start is to express your purpose for being there. So they're definitely gonna start off asking you questions, but if you're anything like me, you like to walk in prepared. So what's up? I know my purpose and I'm gonna tell you exactly what it is. <laughs> but I would really say that the best thing to do is walk in with an open mind. Just don't have this expectation of how you think it's going to go and try not to be closed off even though I know that that's hard. But just be as open and honest as you can. Understand that you're not there to divulge your life story in one hour long session or however long it is. But I think that it's important to just be curious, ask them questions because I'm sure you'll have them, and allow them to do their job and ask you questions in return. It's going to take time to build trust with them. It's going to take time to get into the nitty gritty and to really start making progress. But that's the beauty of it, right? I know I had talked about in a prior episode that there is something to be said about being a beginner and allowing ourselves to just be open to that. And therapy can be that for some people, a beginner's experience. And it's a beautiful thing. And I'm so happy to be on this journey with you and wish everybody the best of luck, you know? Whether you're going to therapy for the first time, whether you're going to therapy for the 500th time, I'm probably somewhere up there on the list. <laughs> But I really think that it is such an amazing tool and resource. I think that it really is for everybody. And I encourage you all to try it. That's all I got to say. This one episode where I feel like I should be serious. I'm just flying off the walls. So thank you all for being here. Love you all so much. And I'll catch you on the next episode. <laughs>